Welcome everyone to the weekly discussion podcast. <laughs> <laughs> My name is PK. Is what I, so what some people call me, Pastor Kyle. Hi, yeah, yeah. I'm Pastor Kyle. Hi, wow, it's <laughs> quite an introduction. I'm I'm Pastor Holly. Uh, PH PH. That's no, different. That yeah, sounds that's, weird. That does sound weird. Yes, <laughs> like acidic. I don't no, know. Yeah. <laughs> In a good way? Right? Yeah. Maybe? I, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> wow. I think, well, I hello, think we everyone. just broke a record for how quickly we could derail a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I think you're right. <laughs> there should be an award. There should be. This uh, is great. Somewhere. That was great. That was a good baseball announcer kind uh-huh. of way of Yeah. Thank opening. you. I, yeah. Speaking of baseball, tangent right from the beginning yeah. here, what we're like a minute in and it's a tangent already. This is great. That's, that's great. That's, the, we that's keep what the we mean by discussion. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I love, I love baseball. Yeah. Pastor I know. Love, I love, know. love. And uh, I don't know. We're, we're almost 80 games into the season this year. We, I, w- yes, I have watched at least some of every single game this year. Wow. This is the first time I've ever done that. Wow. And I love it. I've got the games on my calendar. I've been to a, a couple of games this year. Uh-huh. But uh, if if I can't, even, even if it's like an inning yeah. or two innings in the midst of all the other stuff I've got to do, I'll do it because I that's, love baseball. That's a lot. It brings that's me a lot. lot of joy. Uh, oh, yeah, you'll see what that is in a moment. Professional segue. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> wow. That's a commitment. I, I appreciate that. That's uh, It can be hard to keep up. I have a hard time keeping up with uh okay i'll say two things baseball and basketball professionally because there are so many so many games yep absolutely i i mean i i don't disagree with that it is uh it's a lot of games yeah uh and i i have no idea if i'll be able to keep this up for the rest of the uh, rest of the season i'm gonna try just because i just it bring i mean it really does bring me so much joy i feel like baseball is one of those sports sometimes i'll even just put it on and have it on in the background even even if i'm not actually watching it because the sights the sounds the pace of the game everything i know so you know people feel very differently about that but oh man it, it relaxes me i love it you need to get like a Cracker Jacks air freshener in your home or uh, like garlic fries or something so you can yeah. have this experience of, of the smells of the stadium exactly. too. The good smells anyway. Yeah, the good smells. Yeah. Oh, sometimes those garlic fries are so full of garlic. Uh, yes. It's like strong. Yes. Yeah. Punch you in the nose. Yeah. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> but it smells good. But it smells good. <laughs> it's to distract you from the $25 that they cost. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Well, uh, welcome everybody. Uh, this is kind of fun to talk about. Um, today we're starting a new, uh, a new uh, a podcast discussion on our new series, yeah. which we started this past Sunday. Uh, and we have, we're in the book of Philippians for, for a few weeks. One of my favorite books yes. actually in the, in the entire Bible. I, uh, yeah. I, oh, I'm so glad you said that yeah. because, uh, that is the case for me too. In fact, the book of Philippians is one of the books that, I think I first memorized a, like larger sections oh, of yeah, it yeah. when I was in junior high and high school. I remember this back in youth group mm-hmm. when I was in youth group, uh, especially the hymn in Philippians 2, which is one of the most beautiful, like I think hymns or Christian Christian songs, yes. you know, in the Bible. Uh, yeah. Yeah, we've talked about it before. I like the idea. It's just really cool that we find hymns, songs yeah. tucked away in the New Testament. Yeah, yeah. it's wonderful. So I remember reading and memorizing those that, especially chapter two there, and uh, it was part of what uh, I, uh, as I as I think back, 
the book of Philippians in general was one of the things that really like connected me with God and I think led to a clarity of my calling to to ministry. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it's a really special book for me as well. I love it. So the book of Philippians, it's a a short letter. Mm -hmm. Uh, And our message series, we're calling Relentless Joy and a look at the book of Philippians because... The, uh, the theme of joy or rejoicing mm-hmm. actually happens quite a bit in the book of Philippians, uh, despite its context and uh, who it's written to, yeah. both uh, Paul, the author, and the, the town of Philippi and all that was happening there, very difficult circumstances yeah. for Paul and for the Christians in, in Philippi, who really were being persecuted in a lot of ways. Yeah. So... Yeah, really cool. I I love that we see this quite a bit in Paul's letters, that we can read them and find this overarching theme and then go back and realize the circumstances under which he wrote them, which were so difficult. Um, you can really see not only his uh, his character shining through here, but his hope in the Lord, his yeah. hope in, uh, in God that uh, he could write these letters. Who writes about joy uh, in the circumstances like Paul's in prison. Yeah, he's in a Roman prison. Not a fun place to be. Not a fun place at all. Not easy. And he doesn't know if he'll be released. He's likely near the end of his life. Uh, And yet he's writing about joy and rejoicing. Yeah. So I think I love that. And so that's kind of why we are looking at the idea of joy is what, what, how is it that he can write about joy or rejoicing in the Lord in difficult times. And what yeah. can we learn about that? I mean, we've all, these last several years for, for us, uh, in our world have been very, very difficult. And joy maybe is felt fleeting or difficult to find. Yeah. And so I think what we're going to ask here is what makes joy possible and why is it relentless? How can it be relentless yeah. uh, no matter what, what we're facing? So those are some of the questions that we're going to be looking at Um over this series. So yeah, it's going to be good. So we'll do a number of weeks here. We'll have a few guests uh, in the, in the weeks to come as well. I'm going to be gone for a little bit in August. Yeah. Uh, and so, um, yeah, we will have some other voices sharing about this too. It's very fun. Going, yeah. yeah. So uh, the, the idea, one of the main ideas that we want to uh, start right from the beginning here. Um, actually, let me read the first few verses of chapter one, because I think it's really important. And then we'll get into uh, uh, a look at one verse here yeah. in, in particular. So uh, Philippians chapter one, verses one through six says, this letter is from Paul and Timothy, slaves of Jesus Christ. I'm writing to all God's holy people in Philippi who belong to Christ Jesus, including the church leaders and deacons. May, the God, uh, may God, our Father, and the Lord Jesus Christ give you grace and peace. Every time I think of you, I give thanks to my God. Whenever I pray, I make my requests for all of you with joy, for you have been my partners in spreading the good news about Christ from the time you first heard it until now. And I am certain that God who began a good work within you will continue his work until it is finally finished on the day when Christ Jesus returns. Uh, So that's how he starts the letter. But I want to focus particularly on... uh, verse 2, which says, may God our Father and Lord Jesus Christ give you grace and peace. So we were talking earlier, Pastor Holly, that that uh, Paul's grace and peace uh, greeting uh, is one that we have heard 
hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of times yeah. in our church experience. Right. I even say it when I'm ending our service time, go in the grace and the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Right. It's kind of a, a benediction kind of thing that I just say all the time. So uh, that's obviously taken from here, from this verse, and from Paul. And Paul's kind of that's his thing, grace and peace. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but when we're thinking about the idea of of joy, that is uh, kind of a foundation for joy. I think these this verse is is vitally important. Yes, uh, and it's one which is cool to focus on because we just glance over uh, that verse. We read it and just we read it quickly. We don't think about it, and uh, and we're on to other things. Yeah, it's kind of it's just it's part of the opening of his letter. Like if we yeah. were, you know, we sent emails today and yeah. we're. Hi, hope this email finds you well, or yeah. whatever. That's what it feels like is just sort of this um, this brief opening. But I think to Paul, it was much more significant than that, and we can read it as much more significant than that. Yeah, agreed. Uh, so with that in mind, before we jump into this, the, one of the main points that we made this last week in the message uh, in terms of our thinking about joy is this, that joy is an attitude that God's people adopt, not because of happy circumstances, but because of their hope in God's love and promise. Mm. This is kind of where we're headed with our understanding of joy. So jo- I'm going to say this again, because sometimes we don't, we're happy and joyful only because circumstances are going well or we're feeling good about something. Yeah. Right? So joy, biblical joy, is an attitude that God's people adopt, not because of happy circumstances, but because of their hope in God's love and promise. And so why is that the case? And I think we find the first two foundational elements here in that greeting. Yeah. So Paul says, may God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ give you grace and peace. So uh, grace and peace, foundational concepts for Christians, foundational concepts about the character and nature of God, foundational concepts about the actions of God in this world. Yes. We can't just read through this and be on to something else and be like, well, why does joy work in really hard times? Yeah. The key is right here at the very beginning. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I think Paul is saying to these people, remember what God is like. Yes. And yes. if you remember what God is like, you can say things like, I'm writing to you with joy, even if you're writing from prison or if you're being persecuted and and being called to focus on the lordship of Jesus Christ, which is a huge theme in the book of Philippians. Yeah. The first thing that you need to remember about God and how he works is that he's graceful. He's graceful. Grace, the word for grace, is used uh, 154 times in the New Testament. I love it. Mm -hmm. It's a significant theme in the New Testament, and it means the idea of grace. It means the unearned, undeserved, unmitigated favor of God toward you and me. I mean, that's just tremendous, right? To think about this completely unearned, undeserved, the favor of God, uh, God who is perfect and holy in everything, uh, that we would have, that he would uh, give his favor to anyone, to any created being is just, um, wow, it's, it's, it's hard to comprehend. It is hard to comprehend. And I think because, you know, Paul um, was Saul, was... Uh, an expert in Jewish law, an uh, expert in you know Jewish religious history, knew very well the story of God and the people from the Old Testament to the New Testament. So you think he understands this idea of God's unending pursuit of his creation. Yes. <laughs> and that God would come after us 
eventually coming in the person of Jesus Christ. Yeah. Seeking this relationship to restore and renew uh, this, what was a broken relationship between humanity and God. And so God in his character and his nature is graceful. And the best part about it is the idea of grace is that it's undeserved. It's unearned. We don't have to do anything. It's God's right. love that's driving God to seek us out. Yes. And not only do we not have to do anything, we we can't. There's nothing that we can do that uh, will uh, will earn us the grace of God or um, that would separate us from the grace of God. Yeah, right. So the the uh, the doctrine of grace, you know, it uh, it's one of the distinctive features of Christianity. Yes. Um, and in the Bible, no other system of religious thought, past or present, contains an emphasis on divine grace comparable to that of our Christian scriptures. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the doctrine of gay, grace per, uh, pertains to God's activity and His nature, uh, and it's it's almost you know it's it's revealed in uh, the way that God is in relationship with His created order and all the the redemptive acts that He does. I mean, yeah. so Paul, knowing this history in this greeting, I mean, I kind of have this sense that he's he's trying to summarize all of this. I mean. He has this in mind. This is what God has done for us. Yeah, so this is one of the one of the foundational reasons why you can have joy in difficult circumstances because we have a God of grace who's pursuing you because He loves you. Yes, that's worth uh, that's worth that kind of faith, hope in the Lord. Yeah, and wow, wow, I can be, I. That makes me happy. <laughs> Does it bring you joy? It brings me joy. <laughs> <laughs> I think you touched on something that it, to me seems really, really significant here in that um, you said the grace of God is 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 uh, distinctive to Christianity. And and I, I just want to touch on that for a second, that there, um, like we hear uh, sort of this study of, of different religions, of comparative religion, and, and um I know that there are many, many people who think of Christianity as certainly one of the great uh, religious traditions of the world, one of the great wisdom traditions, but we'll, would put it just kind of on the level of the other um, uh, large religious systems in yeah. our world. And I understand that, like we can study it academically like that. But I think this idea that in Christianity, uh, the emphasis is on the grace of of God, that God is pursuing us, yeah. and that we do not earn uh, His favor. It is ju- it's just given to us freely because because He is a gracious God. That is unique yeah. to Christianity. So, if we're thinking about like, well, what you know, why Christianity? Why not any other religion? This is why because yeah. within uh, the story of God and God's people, uh, the prevailing theme is grace, mm-hmm. unmitigated, undeserved, unearned grace, and the pursuit of God, uh, the the pursuit that God makes toward us on our behalf. Yes. It's, there's nothing else like there's this. There's nothing else like it. Yeah, that's absolutely right. And I think along with that, um, that unending pursuit is we see the promise of God's presence yeah. in that uh, with us no matter what. And so, wow, that's that's this is where Paul's starting, <laughs> and I love it. It's it's uh, for Paul. We'll talk about this maybe a little bit more too in just a minute or so. But um, uh, it's not 
our grace. It's it's a grace that that originates. Obviously, I mean, maybe this is just clear, but I think it's good to say it's mm-hmm. it's grace that that originates from God Himself. Like, right? It says, "May God, our Father and Lord Jesus Christ, give you grace and peace." So, it's such an incredible gift. So, but but Paul doesn't stop with just grace, even though we we could probably stop and, and not talk about anything else for the rest of this podcast. Yeah, we, we talk about grace for a long, long <laughs> yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Well, but then he says grace and peace. Yeah. And this is another thing. We've talked about the idea of biblical peace quite a bit mm-hmm. over the, you know, the past several years. Yeah. Uh, but peace in the Bible comes from the idea, uh, the Hebrew idea of shalom, right? Which means uh, we're, we have said it a number of different ways, but I like this. This idea of shalom means the unexplainable way in which God is putting the world back together again in the midst of all the unsettled chaos happening in the world. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. We've we've talked about it in terms of uh, shalom being this this concept of completion and wholeness, yes. right? And I think that this description you've just given um, puts that together just beautifully. It's God putting the world back together. It's yeah. it's bringing us back into a state of wholeness and uh, and and completion and the way things were uh, the way things were meant to be. Yeah. And that God is actively working toward that, whatever yes. that looks like. We can't always see it. We don't always have the big picture. Uh, it, it, you know, it might not happen. It might not come to completion in the span of our lifetime yeah. or our experience. Right. But we know that God is working for that and um, in that direction. Yeah, that is such a uh, a hopeful idea for me. That that it's not it's not that that someday God will snap his fingers and everything will be made right. It's that God is actively working today yeah. in our lives and in our world for uh for this peace. Yes. So I think these two are primary I mean they're primary uh concepts within the Christian faith, grace and God's peace or the idea that God is working to renew and restore all things through the person of Jesus Christ. Uh, those two are foundational con- concepts for this idea of of joy, no matter what you face. Yeah. And I like the reframing here of shifting joy from uh, just being because of uh, happy circumstances or because of good feelings, which... Right. You know, I think culturally, that's what we tie our 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 sense of joy to. Oh, right. well, I just won the lottery, so right. I'm super happy, right? I feel this joy because I just won this thing, yeah, or whatever it is. Or probably one of the best examples we could use is I'm super joyful when the Mariners win, <laughs> <laughs> which doesn't yes. happen as often as I would like. Well, and then it gives the example of then what happens when we're not in happy circumstances. Exactly. And the Mariners, unfortunately, give us lots yeah. of opportunities to practice uh, that as well. Yeah, like, see, exactly. <laughs> this his, is a good message. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> longest drought in, uh, longest playoff drought in major league sports history. Any right. of them. So, wow, we could pull a lot of analogy from this because here you are, a long-time, decades-long fan of the Mariners, right? Yes. Um, through thick and thin, mostly thin. Yeah. <laughs> I and have yet, hope. There's hope. There's you hope. have hope. You have hope uh, here, but but it's very different than what Paul's talking about because yeah. there's really no promise here, no. <laughs> Pastor Kyle, that yeah. the Mariners will ever, ever uh, do what you hope they will let, do. But Let us pray, dear <laughs> Lord. <laughs> But you, you can experience joy in that uh, anyway, regardless of your circumstances. You know, one of the things that we kind of joke about, um, and and my wife would agree, is that uh, 
you know, I tend to be uh, more optimistic in life yes. than than pessimistic, and and maybe at worst, I tend to be more optimistic than realistic sometimes. Um, but I think uh, I really like looking at the idea of joy, especially in the Bible, because uh, I think my optimism stems from the hope that I have in yes. God's ability to renew things yes. and to change things and transform things. And so what we're not saying is to, to ignore or suppress sorrow or trouble or right. suffering. Obviously, in the book of Philippians, the people that, he's, that, that Paul is writing to are suffering and struggling and being persecuted in a number of different ways. Yeah. Uh, but I just have this relentless hope yeah. Yeah. that God is able to do what he's promised to do. I mean, that's we see that that is the story of Scripture. It is. And it, I th- ultimately in the person of Jesus. Yes. And I think that comes from this. You've had, you've had a, a, a long relationship with Jesus, right? Yeah. You have been following Jesus for a number of years. And I think the, the more that we... Um, can walk with Jesus through all the circumstances of life. But Paul here, like you said, is not saying ignore your circumstances, right. pretend like they're not happening. Like but how can he ignore being in jail? Right. right? He can't ignore that. Like, like he's probably yeah. hungry. He's probably cold. He's yes. probably chained to a guard. Yes. It's not fun. No. Uh, he's not saying ignore that or pre- he's, there's no pretense here, right? We're not pretending that these things are not happening. Right. We are um, instructed instead to take a bigger view yeah. uh, and, and understand that even in the middle of these difficult circumstances, uh, there is grace and God's peace prevails. And I think for for you, I really admire the optimism that you live with. I think that a lot of that probably has to do with the fact that you have seen the faithfulness of God over and over and over again. And so when difficult circumstances come, uh, you don't shy away, you don't pretend they're not happening but you know that God is at work actively yeah. uh, to bring about the, the, the peace of the world yeah. and, uh, and, and restoration. Yeah, and I think that's our hope as pastors, too, yeah. is to help uh, people understand that larger perspective. I mean, yeah. we have both experienced that in our life, God's faithfulness right. through very difficult things. Absolutely. And, and uh, so having experienced that, we can still say God is good. Yeah. He is full of grace and he's working to put all things right. And it's not always easy, but it is what God does. Yeah. And so if we can encourage people to that kind of a perspective, you can have resilient uh, faith. You can have relentless joy. Yes. <laughs> and, uh, and doing that, having those things, I think um, work to amplify uh the, the message of Jesus in our life to people around us. Why are you so happy when things are so bad, you know? Or how yeah. can you have so much hope when you're going through this circumstance or situation? And and uh, the, the it's both optimistic, but the realistic piece of me is because God is God. He's graceful and uh, working to put all things right. And yes. I trust that. And I believe yes. that. I've experienced that. Absolutely. And I think you just nailed it there when you said that that is a realistic view. That's not yes. optimism. Yeah. That is realism yeah. because you know that God is at work. Yeah, that's yeah. the story of Scripture over yes. and over and over again. Well, we hope this has been encouraging to you. Uh, we hope that this series in Philippians will be helpful uh, to us and to our faith. And uh, 
and uh, help us share the love of Jesus and the joy of Jesus uh, for all of us in all areas of our life. All right, blessings on you and go Mariners. Thank you.